Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, June 24th, 2021. This is the third episode of today. You can't tell I've been on vacation, can you? (laughs) Anyhow, I'm going to title this podcast, Imagine. Because I want you to think about several different futures. Let's start with a patriotic future. A future foreseen by our forefathers. We are not living the future that our forefathers saw. It changed dramatically with the Civil War. You see, Abraham Lincoln drew back a lot of states' rights and made them federal concerns. With the promise of after the war, these rights would be reinstituted. However, with the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, those rights never were reinstated. Now, I spoke earlier today about not needing a FDA, an EPA, and all the other alphabet suit agencies out there and it got me to thinking about DC kind of being a ghost town right now there's reports that the CIA building the main floor on the CIA building right now all the windows and doors are boarded up now they're saying that you know it's going through renovations but then somebody um Richard the Citizen, I think is the guy's um, handle, who resides in D.C., and he's the one that, you know, showing video of him driving through the streets of D.C. with maybe 10 cars on the whole road. I mean, it's a ghost town. And I cannot recall... Oh, shit. Let me look through my notes, because this is kind of important. But he had said that there was. Uh, no, no, no. No. Uh, no, no. Shit, come on, where is that? Uh, ah, here we go. The Ag Department, Agricultural Department. He's standing outside of the doors of the agricultural department. The doors are locked. There's at least three or four newspapers sitting in front of the door that have obviously been sitting in the elements, the rain, the sun, for weeks. There's nobody there. Imagine, if you will, what is coming is states being put back into power over the federal government and the federal government going back to nothing more than border security and trade um, international trade there was a time when the only taxes were import taxes trade taxes 
that that money was used to pay for our military and what little work the federal government did. Our forefathers envisioned that our representatives and our senators would be part-time jobs because it was nothing more than to assure the security of our country against enemies foreign and domestic and it would be the states that had the most power the states would write their own rules and their own laws and would be individual from each other but yet united against any front imagine how that world would look California and New York, you can be as loony and wacko as you want, and you can have all the loony wackos from all over the country residing right there with you. But us people in the Midwest, we can live by our own set of rules. Lower taxes, self-reliance, And I get it. Living in a huge city like New York is completely different than living in, let's say, Cadillac, Michigan. In New York, I probably wouldn't want to own a car, finding a place to park, dealing with traffic. What a headache. But in Cadillac, yeah, I'm going to want a car. Because the freedom it provides, it's just... There's a value system there to somebody in a rural area over somebody who lives in a city area. And I'm not saying either one of those value systems is more right than the other. I'm saying that those systems differ depending on where you reside. What's always bothered me, and I've often heard this said going back even to the 80s is that we as Michiganders get tired of being ruled by Detroit. And what does that mean? Well, that means we're looked upon as being a blue state when the reality is it's mostly a red state. It's just the south east part of the state Detroit, Flint, Saginaw, the highly densely populated areas which have different values than the rest of the state obviously vote differently. I am actually in favor of doing an electoral college system at our state level so that the people in the UP are not dramatically affected by the people in Detroit. So, let's talk about something else to imagine. As I got to thinking about this Wuhan flu, the vaccines, and that X-Files movie that I watched the other day. So what if And this is really tin hat foil conspiracy. 
<coughs> or tin tinfoil hat. I don't know why I keep saying it that way. Tinfoil hat conspiracy. But just that, humor me for a minute. What if these two dose injections? The first dose is the egg. And the second dose is the sperm. And now all these people that took these double-dose vaccines have an alien developing inside their body. And within a year, we'll be consuming its host with a massive alien army that will be very difficult to defend those of us who did not take the vaccine and now you might be saying well Johnson and Johnson had a single dose so that's get out of here Kevin You're, you're crazy well what if the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was already an impregnated egg. Now, I realize that this is like way, 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 way out there. But it's not impossible. That's what scares the shit out of me. You know, we keep hearing they can't stop what's coming. Well, what if that's actually what's coming? What if the leaders, the people who are pushing these things and saying that this has got to be done, they made a deal with these alien races to be able to be, you know, left alone. Selling the rest of us out. Because we all know that nowadays people don't have integrity, character, a set of fucking balls. Just don't have them. Our society has been so beaten down. by political correctness that you can't even hardly have an opinion anymore. So let's imagine a future that none of these things take place. We just keep pushing on the way we've been pushing on. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, too, about all the things I hear about what Joe Biden's doing with all the taxes. I mean, he's talking $11 trillion budget for next year. And paying for this by raising taxes on the rich... Let me tell you something. 
You know, there was a thing back in, I don't know, 2010, 2012. The 1%. The 1%. They must pay. The 1%. If you took every penny from anybody that you even consider the 10% and added it all together and you took every last dime asset they had, you wouldn't even come close to touching a $10 trillion deficit. Or not deficit, but budget. So who's going to make up that difference? Well, who do you think? Shit flows downstream, brother. We are all going to be taxed to high heaven. He's already talking about reversing the, uh, the death tax. And how, how would that affect you? Okay, well, they, I heard a story today about a woman who had purchased her house 20 years ago for $250,000. Now, 20 years ago, a $250,000 house, depending on where you bought it, that was a pretty good-sized house. Nowadays, that's below average. The average cost of a home right now, I believe, is $384,000. So, that's a great example. So, this woman buys a house for $250,000 20 years ago. It's now worth $384,000. She dies, leaves the house to her children. Her children have no need for it, so they sell it, making a hundred what, $150-some-thousand-dollars in profit. But now the government says, uh, 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 I don't think so. You're going to pay almost 50% of that value back to the government. For what? What did the government do for that money? The government, I'm sure, had property taxes on your mother for the last 20 years. They got their funds that way. I'm sure your mother paid a uh, sales tax when she bought the house too. And I'm per- I'm certain the person who uh, sold her the house paid a tax on that too. You know, I talked about the uh, taxes in Oregon the other day and how they, they're anywhere between 4 and 5% more than the taxes here in the state of Michigan. State taxes. But what I forgot to mention is that it is a progressive tax. You see, if you're a millionaire, you need you just need to pay more. Because you can afford to, damn it. Yeah, never mind the fact that I had to work my ass off to make more. And now somehow you feel obligated to my hard work. I don't see how the hell that works. You know, they talk sometimes about the taxes aren't fair. They're just not fair. Well, you know what sounds fair to me? A flat tax. That's fair. That's based on your efforts and how well you do and how much energy you put into doing well. I mean, think about it. If your ambition 
is to work at McDonald's and be like, fries are ready, and make $15,000 a year. That's not my fucking problem. I'm not the one who told you you can live off of flipping burgers and saying, fries are ready at uh, McDonald's. No, I'm the guy who has worked multiple jobs, who has failed at several businesses, but gets up, dusts himself off, and goes in and tries it again. So let's say, let's say you're making $20,000 a year at McDonald's, because that's where it's going to be sooner or later. And let's say you're going to pay a 25% tax. <clears throat> let's say we get rid of all the other taxes. Everybody pays a 25% tax. So now 25% of $20,000, what is that? Let's see, 250 times that. That is going to be $5,000. You're going to pay $5,000 of your income to taxes. Now, let's say I make $100,000 a year. I'm paying 25% just like you. But I'm paying $25,000. You're only paying five. Oh, but that's just not fair. That's not fair. The guy who's flipping fries here, your burgers, he had to work so much harder for his ten his twenty thousand dollars. And you're taking twenty-five percent. It's just not fair. How is that not fair? I'm still paying more. But we're still paying the same percentage. To me, that is as fair as it gets. But they will whine, cry, bitch, and moan, and never, ever, ever will they ever let that come to fruition. Mark my words on that. <clears throat> so, things that I have noticed lately food prices are going up. My lunch used to cost me 601. It's now up to 683. Gas has gone up. I ran into a young man and God bless this kid. I, I really hope I really hope he makes it to where he was going. Ran into a kid last night at the airport who'd been up for 48 hours trying to make it home to Ohio to his grandmother's funeral. He lived in California, some little suburb, I don't know where, three hours from Sacramento, apparently. And he buys a ticket to go home to Ohio for grandma's funeral. He drives an F-150, leaves his home, boogies down to Sacramento to get on his airplane he gets to Sacramento and they're looking at his ticket and they're like no you fly out of uh, San Diego not San Fr- or San- Sacramento he's like you gotta be shitting me no you better hurry 
Bam, jumps in his truck, hauls ass down to San Diego. Misses his plane. So he's going, shit, I guess I'll just buy another ticket. So he gets a hold of his father. His father buys him another ticket, supposed to be out of San Diego to go to Ohio for his grandmother's funeral. Goes up to the ticket counter to claim his ticket. And they say, no, you have a ticket out of Sacramento, not San Diego. He's like, how in the hell can this be? There's no way. I just drove that trip. And he's like, I burned all of my fuel to get here. Now I got to get more gas to get back up to San San Diego. Or, good glory, Sacramento. And it's $4.75 a gallon. $4.75 a gallon for gas. Can you imagine? It's like $3.58 here in Michigan. A year ago, it was about $2.60. I don't know what it was in California a year ago, but that's ridiculous bullshit right there. In the end, the airlines did make it right for the young man. And he had ended up flying out of San Diego, made it to Chicago, where he had missed his flight to go to Ohio. And he was at the help desk for American Airlines. Yeah, go figure, they're the ones who screwed him up. And... They were trying to make it right. And they're like, yeah, you can fly out tomorrow morning at, I think it was like 11 something a.m. And he's like, really? You promised? They're like, yeah. But they said, there is another flight leaving in about an hour. And you can get on that one if you want. And he goes, yes, please. And then he asked if there was a place he could get a bite to eat and fall asleep for a little bit. And they're like, well, you're welcome to sleep in the airport. They don't kick people out for that. So we ran into each other again at the McDonald's inside the O'Hara airport. You know, and that's when he told me a little bit more about the story. Because for whatever reason, I I mentioned to him as he was walking away from the help desk. Because I didn't hear any of this at the help desk. I was standing back. My wife was dealing with all that. And as he walked away and I heard him, you know, talking to these people about how he was up for 48 hours, he said, hey, I hope you have, you know, better luck with your travels from here on out. He's like, thank you. And that's when he started telling me about, you know, what went down. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, little prayers for that young man. Seemed a very nice young man. Just wanted to get home to see grandma, you know, before they put her in the ground. But, back to topic at hand, prices. I have some relatives that just sold a house for $20,000 plus than what their asking price was within hours of listing it. I don't even know that they actually even listed it. They did a, uh, I don't even know what the hell they call it, like a, we're going to put our house on the market and people get excited and they're waiting for it to go on the market and they start calling the realtor and start giving offers. They were getting cash offers for over $800,000. Cash offers. 
That's insane to me. Now, with all these prices going up, how many of you are seeing major increases in your income? I raised my rates to my customer by $10 an hour this year because my competitors have been $15 an hour over me. Actually, no, $25 an hour over me for the last year and a half. And I took a loss last year because I hired back a friend who his income was hit pretty dramatically because of COVID. I've also was training my nephew last year and I'm going to be doing some more training this year. I took a pay cut this year. Of so far, it's going to be around $13,000, Could you take a $1,000 a month pay cut? The only reason that I can is because when I first took over this business, my very first focus was paying off all my personal debt. So I have very little personal debt, which means I have very little monthly bills. So taking that $12,000 pay cut so that I could keep others employed didn't hurt me too bad. It's cutting into my retirement fund. But that's okay. Because God will provide. But are your wages going up? I'm sure wherever you're working, they have help wanted signs and they're trying to get just a breathing body with a pulse in there. And they're willing to pay them 15 to 18, maybe even $20 an hour, no matter how unqualified they are. But have your wages gone up? Are they... Are they putting forth effort to keep you employed? You see how this whole scam works? You make it an employee's market instead of an employer's market. And yeah, wages go up. And normally that's a good thing. But when it's done artificially, when wages go up artificially by forced minimum wage increases or by shutting down half the country, bad things happen. See, under Donald Trump, wages were going up because everybody was working. There was nobody left to fill these positions. So you as an employer or as an employee could say, hey, um, you know, I I need a raise or I'm going to go over here and work for this guy and he's going to pay me more than what you're paying me. 
or I need more vacation time or some sort. What are you going to give me for the loyalty to your company? For all the years that I've worked here, all the, the work that I've put in, the hours that I've put in. What are you going to do? What loyalty back are you going to show me that I'm showing you to stay here? Because if you hire in a new guy, yeah, he may have some college education. They may have taught him how to process a injection molding machine inside a controlled environment on a brand new machine with a brand new mold. But when he comes in here and starts running this piece of shit you got in here from 1998 it has a mold that's from 1984 and has an insert in it that you have to process around he ain't gonna know what the hell he's doing I can set that mold in your machine in half an hour and have you making parts in 40 minutes But if the fact of the matter is, is they just need people in the door, an operator to just sit there and look at the machine and pack the parts, and that operator's making $18 an hour, and you're a setup tech making 20, and you've got 17 years of experience at the same company that Joe Blow just got hired in off the street for $18 an hour, where's your incentive? You might as well quit, come back in under Joe Blow as an operator and just sit there and look at parts all day and be like, it's okay, boss. I put it in the box. Do you understand the complexity of economics in our society and how they keep trying to screw with it And you, you got to think, okay, what what's the advantage? What what is there to gain from that? Because I thought about that many times. What gain is there for the political elite to keep promising low-income people more money? when they know it's not going to pull them out of poverty what's the game what's the what's the the advantage i don't i've never understood it the only thing i can come up with is more tax revenue these people are making more money that's more taxes that they can steal from us bigger budgets more bureaucracy the machine, the beast, gets bigger. It's the only thing that makes any logical sense. So, this is like my third long podcast for the day. I still have a list of subjects that I haven't even addressed yet. Not sure when I'll get to them. By the time I do, they'll probably be obsolete, but... Things are getting crazy. But when you imagine a world, 
imagine it being better. Because there is a thing called manifest destiny. And that is, you live the life you want to live. The life you think about living. The life you desire to live. There's a book called The Secret. And I highly recommend it because it has changed my life. Changed my life dramatically. Giving back to the community. Being grateful for even the smallest things. I am, You know what I'm mostly grateful for in my life? I am mostly grateful for all the failures, heartaches, and disappointments. And you might think, well, KT, that seems a bit ridiculous backwards why wouldn't you be more grateful for all the blessings don't get me wrong i'm definitely grateful for the blessings but i'm more grateful for the trials tribulations heartbreaks and disappointments because they've made me stronger they've made me appreciate my blessings more and it may seem a little bit backwards and it's really hard to train yourself to think positive all the time But when you do, I promise you, your world will change in ways you can't even imagine. I've told this story before. I get road rage really bad. And so when I'm driving down a two-lane road and some dumbass pulls out in front of me just to slow me down, or I see him about to pull out in front of me, it used to be I'd say, don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't. Oh, son of a... He pulled out in front of me. Well, the reason is because the universe does not recognize negativity. The universe doesn't hear don't, do not. All the universe hears is pull out in front of me. So you got to flip it on its head. You got to be like, you just stay your little ass right there. You stay there. You wait for me to get by. You twist it into a positive. And I've noted it's not 100% effective. But a lot less people pull out in front of me now. A lot more of them sit there and wait until I get past. Now, this might be because I no longer, you know, most of the time I'm driving what used to be an ambulance. So, you know, they might be a little bit more reluctant to pull out in front of me. I don't know. But I'm going with the positive vibe. Because positivity outweighs negativity 10 to 1. And we got to start being positive that our world, not just our country, our world is going to change in a way that we cannot even imagine. People from every corner of the earth, from Zimbabwe to Ethiopia to Ukraine to countries you've never even heard of or can even pronounce are going to experience peace, prosperity, and freedom, which they've never known before. The world itself is going to change in such a magnificent way. And I I, I know I sound like a crackpot, but I just, I believe this. I feel this in my heart. And there's many others like me who feel this. And if you believe this and you feel it too, don't just keep it inside. Talk to people about it. Tell them. 
the world as we know it is about to change in such a positive way you cannot even fathom it. And just that thought, that shared action is going to have a reaction throughout the universe that will make it come true. So, God, Lord, please guide us all down a path of positivity, down a path of righteousness and good. Please help our enemies find the error in their ways and beg your forgiveness. We understand that we are sinners and we are not perfect. And we beg for your forgiveness. Help us to remember to love our enemies. As you love us. We ask for peace, prosperity, and freedom for every living human on the face of the earth. We ask in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless. Have a good day.